Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Mandalorian Season 1, Episode 7. It's called Chapter 7, The Reckoning, so full spoilers for the episode as always. This episode released a couple days early. Uh, they wanted this to come out the day before uh, the new Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I mean, I guess there's one small thing. I mean, having seen the movie, which we won't talk about or spoil or anything, but having seen the movie, there's one tiny little thing that I guess makes some sense. But There is an element that is new in this that is also in the movie that was not in anything else before. Yeah, but for the record, I saw the movie first, and it didn't like. Uh, me too. It wasn't like I was like, oh. I was, uh. Yeah, yeah. Like Alden, who, who's in our Facebook group, was like, "Hey, yeah, if, if you can watch the Mandalorian first, because it'll be way better." I'm like, "Well, that wasn't possible because um, I was already at the cinema when you well, told me that." I mean, I, I, either way, it's a random new thing. <laughs> like, it doesn't really matter which one you watch first. The, like, the, it, the, it, it doesn't. No. No, but. Uh, other than that, I mean, I, my only guess is that because obviously Friday's kind of the main release day for it. I mean, I know there's. I, stars... I think that was the main reason because yeah. obviously they released it on the Wednesday, the episode, just to give it some space. Yeah, because obviously there is some Thursday night showings in the US, but the full day of showings is still the Friday, the first day. So I think it was just a case of trying to give it its own little spotlight. Um, but hey, so we got to it now. Uh, we're going to talk about episode seven, the penultimate episode of season one, uh, which actually does kind of go back to the main plot. And I think in this episode, I realized just how little main plot there's been this season, <laughs> because it is actually really simple. The first three episodes are the story of him getting the, the baby Yoda, the child, and we have a couple of standalone little adventures in the middle, and then these last two episodes are very much, okay, here's what the, the rest of the, the main plot is, which is the actual danger of the, the real bad guy coming for the the child. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, I'm kind of okay with that, that not, there's not that much plot because i enjoyed the standalone episodes to varying degrees um but i i like that okay we can do a bit of both and not feel the need to stretch out the plot or you know we can just go right we're not doing it's, the plot this episode it's a weird thing because i agree with that sentiment and theory but typically when i agree with that sentiment there's a lot more episodes and there's, there's something weird about only having eight and having half mm. of them be standalone little you know adventures it feels like as a season seasonal meal it's it's a very different package than what I expect from any episode HBO or, or Netflix or whatever. Like, yeah, very very different. Um, and I think it's really down to taste. What you know, what's good and bad. Part of part of because it's weirdly new and different. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's inherently good or bad necessarily. I think it is just uh, a. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not really feeling what the benefit is right now. I'm not really feeling anything negative from it, but I'm not really feeling what the benefit. But you know, benefit is either. Like, I'm not really saying, oh, this is what they accomplished by doing it this way, or this is... I would say they accomplished the fact that they wanted to do, obviously wanted to do standalone, just short little tales, you know, Western mm. and, and Samurai-inspired little short films, essentially. And also, they wanted to have some sort of plot to, to start and end the season. And I think, in that regard, they succeeded. Very interesting, very weird. Uh at least from a modern TV perspective. So someone in the comments last week that say that, hey, well, this is kind of mirroring, you know, the old serials, which is kind of what Star Wars was based on. And I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, you got kind of a point in there. Um, it's it's weird how it actually feels like a lot of late 90s, early 2000s network TV where 
you have these serialized episodes kind of sprinkled in over the season, but a lot of it is just, you know, case of the week. But again, 22 episodes meant you had, you, you came back to the main plot every so often, whereas with this, it's just a start and the end because it's such a short... It, exactly, yeah. Short season. And it, but it's this weird thing, right? I, you know, I'm looking at this episode and I'm thinking, you know, I kind of go back to it. You could almost just, you know, I'm not saying there was no good stuff in there. You obviously have to introduce Karino's uh, you know, character, but like... You could almost cut out those middle episodes and, and get, again just turn this into like a two-hour movie and like tell the story of what, what what it's done with the child and it would function if, if quite well. If you wanted to, you absolutely could. Um, I don't necessarily think that you should do that because I like more more than I dislike of those middle episodes. And, uh, I I just bring that up in a sense of just the, like how they structured this, how they wrote it, the decisions mm. that were made because this could have very easily been just a two-hour movie, the, the main story they're telling here. And yeah. I, I wonder the decision, is, is it just because they, they think a TV show on their new service is less of a risk because it'll sell subscriptions based on the name but doesn't have the same pressure behind it that a new movie does? Um Mm, you know, I mean, I mean, we've heard that the uh, the Obi Wan thing was supposed to be a movie or movies, and now it's now it's a TV show instead, which would certainly lead to speculation that they do feel less risk and feel less pressure doing a TV yeah, a show. Bit more freedom, yeah. Um, I suspect that might be more serialized than this, but I could be wrong. Um, we'll find out when we. I think, I think the reason I say that is I think that's that's all been directed by one person, Deborah Chow, who actually directed this episode and episode three, interestingly enough. So you kind of, it really does feel like three straight into this in that regard as well. Yeah, they say with the exception of the introduction of, uh, you know, has one ally who who is introduced in that middle section. Um, you would actually be able to go straight into this episode without feeling that you missed anything. Yeah, you just as long as the. You'd have to just rewrite a little bit of a conversation to say, you know, some time passed. That's, you know, he was off. There are references yeah. to, you know, oh, they've been chasing you while you've been running. Uh, just flesh that conversation out a little bit more uh, to give it more context if you, you know, if those other episodes didn't exist. And yeah, you could probably get away with it. Because, you know, Nick Nolte was in the first batch of episodes. The Droid was the first batch of episodes. Obviously, everything with uh, with uh, Apollo Creed was the first few episodes. So everything really feels follows on from that. Um so, uh, which isn't a complaint. It's, it's not a complaint at all. I, I think this episode is fine. Obviously, this is one of the bigger cliffhangers because it is clearly a two-parter with the, the final episode. Yeah. Um, I will say I'm a little upset my boy Werner Herzog got taken out so easily and quickly after really only appearing. Like, he was in episode one and three, and then he showed up here briefly before being instantly killed. Do you know what I will say is, I think it's been interesting in that regard that a lot of cast in the pre-release were like, these are your main players, you know, the, the, mm. the droid, you know, IG-11, um, uh, Herzog, uh, who else we had in there? Yeah, you know, even Gina Carano was, was, you know, pretty high up in the, the, the uh, promotional materials. And, you know, she's been in, what, this is the second episode? Yeah, she feels bigger than the others because she's actually, she feels recurring in the sense that, okay, she's an ally because they met her and she'll definitely be in the next one because there's no way she's just, oh, oh, just going to disappear. Yeah, so. I'm, not under, I'm not undercutting that. I'm just saying, yeah. for what the promotional material said, she's still in less than half the episodes. Yeah, it, it almost feels... This is It feels a bit disingenuous in the sense that by marketing them so much, you expect so much. It's almost like... Um, like the recent DC crisis could have been accused of of like oh you're advertising all these big people these big people that are coming in for like one scene cameos and it's like well obviously we're trained enough to know that they're probably just one scene cameos is the sort of thing where that could be a letdown if if someone who doesn't necessarily follow TV news as much or understand mm. the the entries um 
you know, it's just like, okay, you've got a movie coming out, so you do, like, character posters for all the different main characters. Uh, it's kind of weird when one of them ends up just being a small two-scene character that gets killed off really quickly. And sometimes... I can, I mean, even in Just Owls, you know, we're not going to talk about, you know, the new movie, but uh-huh. there are characters in that that had... Okay, these had character posters that are sure. yeah. not in that much of the movie. Yes. Um... We're, we're, we're reviewing that tomorrow. We're, we're recording that review yeah, tomorrow yes. with Matt, so we'll have plenty to say. And I have plenty to say. <laughs> oh, I've got things to say, don't you worry. Oh, I've got plenty to say this, on The Rise of Skywalker. This is going to be a hell of a conversation, isn't it? I'm going to go out on the limb here and say that it's not going to be as much of a fight as... Oh, do you not think? I think... I think if you disagree with me too much and not give him away what side of the spectrum uh-huh. I fall on. I think, let's be honest, this is you. We can guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you don't concede much of what I have uh-huh. to say, you're a hack and you should never review anything else ever again. <laughs> I'm a hack. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That made me want to fight you even more. Even if I agree with you on something now, I want to fight you. Oh, you have to agree with me on some of this. You have to agree with me. Oh, we'll see. I will never take another I'm, criticism I'm you take seriously. I'm coming in with my rubber stamp 10. <laughs> if, you, if you give that movie a 10, I, you're a laughing stock. We're, we're never, <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never going to take any, any comment you have in any movie or TV show ever again. Seriously. What if, what if I can defend every claim you throw at me? If I can back up everything I say, not just, oh, because reasons if i if i actually defend it i i have to judge each defense on their own merits i can't i can't just blanket yeah. i can't just blanket say yeah if you defend it it's good your defense is maybe bullshit and you've defended bullshit in star wars before and name one i can't that's not like asking to like name one time water came out the faucet no because yeah like an hour ago it's fine see <laughs> You can do it. <laughs> okay, that was a bad example because that's something you do every day. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, I, I have never defended any bullshit. Yeah, and one of the one of the not a critique of this show because this is not necessarily a, a negative on the show, but one of the the, the the quirks of reviewing this show has been that often we found ourselves talking about Star Wars as a whole or things around the episode or thing you know the the meta side of things that we're talking about advertising the characters who aren't in there for a long time is that ultimately the actual contents of the episodes don't necessarily lend themselves to actually being dissected the same way that we do other shows. Um, and I actually heard that from other, other, another podcast this week uh, in talking about this, this, this show. There's not actually a lot of meat to dig into in terms of, oh, let's talk about what this means and that means. Let's talk about the plot and let's talk about uh, these character arcs. It's, it's, there's, there's not, no. It's so simple that we end up talking what we've done for the past 10 minutes. With it. I, I want to just make clear, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, though. Like That does not, not make it inherently bad. I started by saying that. I don't think it, it, it doesn't make it bad. It makes it... It might make it unreview friendly, though. Is, is uh, it I, might indeed, yeah. Is what I'm yeah. saying. At least, you know, podcast review style, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Mando gets this offer. He gets this call from uh, Apollo Creed. Clearly a trap. Um, don't need uh, Akbar shouting out to, to know. Yeah. Was it Akbar? Was that, was that the right character? That, that was Akbar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, 
he's like, hey, let's take out, let's take out Werner Herzog. Uh, we'll pretend that we're giving them Baby Yoda, and then we'll double cross them, and we can clear you with the guild. You won't be on the run. You get to keep the kid. Uh, we get, I get to take out this enemy because he's causing chaos down here for us, and it's clearly a trap. But Mando goes and finds Gina Carino and says, "All right, I need your help." And she's actually not interested until he mentions that they're all ex. Uh, you know, Imperials. Imperials, yeah. Uh, so she's all along for the ride. Goes to Nick Nolte and gets him on board as well to help make stuff and look after the kid and, and whatnot. Mainly look after the kid because it just starts trying to fly the ship. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, because they almost... I mean, it doesn't... I wouldn't say it almost crashes the ship because there's nothing to crash into, but, I mean, because space is a pretty big place, but eventually it may have. <laughs> eventually, yeah. <laughs> so... The uh yeah, there's a couple of debates because uh he he was Imperial. Uh although he does point out that he was enslaved and you know, he was he was sold to imp- the Imperials. It wasn't like mm. he chose to fight for them or make things for them. Uh but it becomes this uh kind of kind of debate here. Uh but they get to the planet, they meet up with, with Apollo Creed and they have a bit of a standoff, they're kinda of working alright together. Um I if I have a complaint about the episode that doesn't work for or you know something that doesn't work for me, I do think Apollo Creed's kind of face turn where he because he basically he turns around and shoots like his henchman and he's like, okay, he comes clean and says, okay, the plan was to kill you and take the kid, right? But after last night, I can't do that. And the last night he's referring to is these winged, you know, alien things attack them, and he gets badly hurt, poisoned in fact. And Baby Yoda comes over and uses the Force to heal him, because uh, yeah. the Force can heal people now. Uh, I can't talk about it, but it's it's look that that's new here. Sure, whatever, fine. Not seen it before. The, the, it's, it's been in games, so you know I, I've kind of just accepted. Yeah, Force healing's a thing. The, the point I was going to make though is that until you said at the start of this review that that was new, I didn't actually know for sure it was new, but. I was like, this seems like a bullshit new thing. And it's it's new in terms of on screen films and TV and I think mm. just in general in canon stuff. It was a thing in the past. Like if you go to the uh the the Nazi Republic games, like you 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 know, Force Heal is an ability in that game, for example. So it's kind of in ingrained in the general mindset, I would say, even if it was never formally canonized on screen mm. until now. Mm. Okay. Uh, more thoughts on this and the Rise of Skywalker review, where they they belong there more so than this. They do. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so they come up with this new plan. Uh, reluctantly, he's like, "Okay, take me in, handcuff you know, Mando's like, handcuff me. We'll go in and I'll kill, I'll kill Runner Herzog." Before before we go into the the plan, so oh. it was you know him kind of coming around. Going, Do you know what? I'm coming clean. That you didn't really like that much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was just how because he just sort of throws the line out. Like, oh, after what happened last night, though, I can't go through with it. I, I felt like there had to be more of like an actual beat where he seemed to really grow to care about you know the, the child or or whatever. I really like see him thinking about it or struggling over it. It just it felt like such a switch to me. It was just. A... I would agree if it wasn't such a colossally big event for him personally. You know, he he was going to die. And then, the, you know, this saved him. So I think that was a big enough deal for me to buy it. If it had been something smaller, I would agree. Well, then sell the fear of him dying right before it, then. You'll draw out before Baby Yoda comes over and saves him. Like, the whole thing just happens so quick. It's, it's like, mm, there's, barely t- there's barely time to process, oh, he's about to die. And Baby Yoda's like, nope. Dup, 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 dup. Done. That's fair. I'll give you that one. 
so the, the whole thing from the, the attack to after last night and you know i can't go through with it like that entire just kind of like i'm like okay there needed to be more meat to that there needed to be more kind of him mm. struggling with it or, or whatever uh or you know or, or just selling the fear before he died like i said if you want in that sense yeah. so that we understand i mean don't get me wrong yes on a conceptual level yes obviously we all understand like someone saved my life i have to kind of reconsider what i'm doing um but there was no even like like it almost felt like it should have played better if it was like a moment where he was going through with the plan and then sort of like turned a, over a new leaf and like helped him in the heat of the moment where he just can't go through it you know, almost like mando couldn't leave the kid back in like episode you know three or whatever it was Sure. Um, like a sort of moment of struggle like that, where he kind of, but where is it? It's just kind of like, no, no. I'm on your side now. This, this forming your plan. Um, no, I, I can, I can accept that. So uh, they go in. There's a lot more stormtroopers than. Uh, yeah, it's it's a running gag that there was only supposed to be four. Yes, four guarded them. There's more in the town because uh, there's been a lot of security around ever since you uh, stole the kid. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, at the end, there's literally like trucks of stormtroopers showing up. There's like dozens and dozens, including a row of black uh, stormtroopers. I don't know specifically what they're, 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 they're death troopers. They're from Rogue One. Okay, uh, yeah, I vaguely remember black stormtroopers yeah. in that. So, so they they are a thing. Even just the the troop carrier was cool to see because that was something that Rebels kind of introduced, and it's like based on this really old obscure toy. Um, then you know, Filoni, you know, he he was he loved all that sort of stuff. He's like, let's just put it in because you know it's a cartoon. Why not? Hmm. And then here they just went, screw it, live action. Let's make one. And uh, so that was just cool to see on that level. Um, functionally, yeah, I mean, sure, as a troop carrier, right? <laughs> um, they're going to find more uses for that. There's no way it's just showing up for one like ten second shot. <laughs> <laughs> not an episode not. of this. To be fair, it's one of those things that's plausible to see, right? Uh, sure, you know, we drop in the, the troops on one of these little trucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can shop at other places. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're all pinned down and sort of dark ending is because when they're, they're going in, uh, I forget his actual character name, but Nick Nolly, <laughs> he's uh, asked to take the baby back to the ship and lock, lock, go into lockdown so no one can get to them. Uh, and he's racing his way there and it's during all this that they're getting pinned down there's all these stormtroopers and Gus <laughs> from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad uh, he he comes out as the real guy behind this the real villainous leader who he's, wants the child uh, he's a moth so he was above everyone else there so he's attracted Likewise. to light is what you're saying moth M-O-F-F I was just cracking a joke. But, um, I know, but I'm I'm not letting it slide. I'm not having it. I'm off. I mean, that's just <sighs> Star Wars names. Because you have moths, they're governal, re- you know, they they they're regional governors, and then you have people above them. They were the grand moths. That was like Tarkin. So Tarkin was a grand moth. Was that ever said in the original trilogy? Yes, it was. Okay, all right. Yeah. Alright, this is sounding completely new. It's been a while since I watched them. Yeah, yeah, no, he, I mean, he's referred to by his title like once or oh. twice in that first one. And they talk about the regional governors as well at one point uh, early on when when they're, when they're saying the Senate's been disbanded and they're like, you know, that the regional governors will get more power. Hmm. Okay. So okay. It's there. So we have the standoff, they're pinned down, and we get this sort of dark ending where uh, Nick Nolte has been gunned down and seemingly the troops that have been sent after. Uh, baby Yoda have captured them and yeah. we have this somber ending and that's where we, we cut to cut to credits um, 
Yeah, it makes sense for this to be the ending. The idea that, okay, he has to actually rescue Baby Yoda now. Like, that, this is like, he has to get him back. Now, does he get him back at the end of the season? Or is this something that continues into season two? Is a, is a whole other question. Uh, yeah, it's... Honestly, I could go either way, right? <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. The scientists early on in the season, they were kind of close to killing him, right? Like, if he'd stayed up, hooked up to those machines, he might have eventually died. And the only reason why he didn't is because one of the scientists was kind of, like, didn't want him to die. And kind of, sure. uh, you know, humanity or whatever decide not to uh so if you know esposito here was was okay with that um then surely he doesn't want him to be alive forever like he's got he's got whatever he wants to do with them probably does involve whatever the scientists were doing which will lead to his death which was which was suggest to me that he has to save him if not in the finale then like start a season two because any length of time would be yeah that that would stand to reason would be deathly to him um, but again, that's just going by the logic of what we've seen so far. I don't know. Uh, maybe those greater plans. Maybe those scientists were going off book. Maybe they were doing something that. That. Yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, there's been very little context of what they actually want him for. We know, you know, they want to run experiments. But in terms of the 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 reason of, as to why they want those to do those, it's kind of been lost on us yet so far. Yeah, he says, um, you have no idea what this means to me, kind of thing. So they're really selling the the, the, the importance of the child. Uh, there was also an interesting conversation on the ship with um, Nick Nolte talking about uh, uh, people or beings being grown and pointed out that he didn't think Baby Yoda was grown or like fabricated because uh, he just looked too... What was the word? Too ugly. Too ugly, basically, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, like that. that's... So it's interesting to bring that up. I, I feel like that was brought up for a reason. There was uh, some discussion earlier in the season we talked about you know, whether or not it was, it was a clone, right, of Yoda. Mm. And I think this doesn't prove or disprove either way because you know he says, "Oh no, he he he, he wasn't designed. He was he was evolved." Um, but I mean, if you clone an evolved being, you just they're just gonna look the same, right? So it it doesn't necessarily you know refute that possibility. I will say I hope it's not Clone Yoda because if it's Clone Yoda, then Star Wars has once again managed to bring something back that should be done and be gone. And Star Wars just can't help itself, apparently. Uh Uh-huh. That's not really spoilers, given the trailers. (laughs) (laughs) I never said that. You you had a look. If, if if you took an implication from my 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 sentences, then I mean, there know. was an implication, and you know it. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know if it's a clone or not. Um, if it is, there are reasons I'm okay with it. Depending on what they do, uh, there, there are other th- there are other scenarios where I where I hate it. So you know, uh, I'll wait and see on that. Hmm. Uh, but it was interesting that they, they poked it, and, and we did see, you know, okay, it it, uh, it used the force to to uh, to choke uh, Kara in, in this episode. Oh, that's a Jira's name. Okay, <laughs> Kara, Kara Dune. Kara Dune. Yes, Kara with a C, not with a K. I mean, I was never going to write it down, but <laughs> I know. But just, 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 you know, why not? Uh, I mean, it was, a, it was a fine episode. It wasn't. Um, I, I think what maybe hurts this one a little bit is that, like, as soon as Apollo Creed calls him, like, like okay, this is a trap. We're waiting for the turn. Um, 
Yeah, it, I think it's helped a little bit by the fact that he's very aware of that as well, Mando is, because yeah. he goes straight to get his own back up. He's like, I ain't going into this alone. Yeah, it, it kind of hurts that a little bit because you're just kind of waiting for that point to hit. And, you know, it's not even surprising that he ends up helping him. Like, I mean, that's something that you could have seen happening. It was just, yeah. it was a case of waiting for it to get to that point. And this episode was, enti- was built entirely, essentially, around the cliffhanger. And the cliffhanger is good. And I'm sure the next episode will, will pay all this stuff off. Um, I'm, I'm expecting some good action in this last episode, to be honest mm. with you. Yeah, they probably saved some of that budget for the last one, I would have thought. Yeah. Do some fancy and, stuff. And to be fair, the show has looked pretty good throughout. Oh, no, the yeah. shows look great. The production value of the show is like, maybe its best thing. Like, you know, that, that's where yeah. it's it's shining. Um, like, yeah. I know, I know, like, all these stormtroopers in this episode, because there's quite a lot of them by the end here. They uh, they roped in the, the 501st. They're the, you know, the guys who dress up as stormtroopers semi-professionally. You know, they get all the events and stuff. Um so they they build all their own outfits and such. Um, so they they just kind of went, hey, you guys, do you want to come in and shoot? Because, you know, it's just easier. They've all got ready-made outfits. Just like, hey, c- come along and, you know, just stand on set with some guns for for a few hours. I, ho- I hope that these uh, 505, did you say? 501st. 501st. I hope that not only did they get paid for their jobs as extras that day, I hope they also charged for rental of the outfits that they made because they should have. I mean, I suspect they probably got paid for being extras because you know there's kind of laws regarding that. Um, oh, I, I was I was not disputing that. They definitely get paid for being there. There's no yeah, doubt about yeah. that. In, in terms of renting the outfit, I mean, they should have done. I don't know. They're wearing their own thing that they made themselves to go to conventions in and. And yeah, now and they're it, in a Star Wars thing. They're probably quite happy just to be there, to be honest. They probably are happy, but they they, they probably spent a lot of money and time building those suits. And you're like, you know what? No, you can rent the suit and me separately. <laughs> do, do, you know, do you know what? I'll tell you why they won't have done that. Because it'd be pretty shitty, because all every single one that I've ever spoke to uh, don't uh, does it all like towards charity stuff. So whenever they go, you know, you, if, you, if you ever see them like... Uh, uh, so, sometimes you'll go out in the street, you know, if you go to the, your, your comic shop or, you know, if you go to a, you know, a game shop and or whatever, and there's people dressed as stormtroopers, they're usually 99% of the time they're part of the 501st and they'll always have charity buckets with them and be doing that. So probably not. <laughs> I love the idea of someone being to be an extra and showing up and like also handing the, the producer a bill or the production manager a bill for rental of the clothes but it's just an extra like a t-shirt and jeans <laughs> like, <laughs> you didn't you didn't dress me i brought my own clothes you paid for that too that would be pretty funny <laughs> how much did the cost sir uh you know twenty dollars <laughs> have you got receipts to prove it <laughs> yes here you go <laughs> <laughs> you would though would you, you if, if you thought you could get away with that you'd go buy something new that weekend before and go yep i got receipts here you go took this very seriously yeah, get yourself like a really expensive like beard groomer or something like that, and like no, I had to groom my beard for this scene, so that, yeah, that yeah. three hundred dollar beard trimmer, you're paying for that. <laughs> 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 oh dear, um, yeah, that's a fair episode. Was, I mean, I, I like I, the funny thing about this show is, is I'm I, I'm never like super enthused by it, but it's perf- perfectly dependable to be just kind of solidly entertaining for what it is. Um, I don't really geek out about all the little Star Warsy things, though. Um, no, of course not. So it's I just... don't think anyone's expecting you to, though. That's fine. I, think, though, I will say, I think it's a, a perfectly solid, enjoyable show, even if you don't geek out about these little Star Wars things. And in that mm. regard, uh, minus the one episode, which you know we we both kind of agreed on, um, 
in that regard, it's pretty successful and and uh, you know clean slate friendly in that sense, which you know I think is something that you you kind of want out of something you know new show on your 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 first show on this service. You're trying to draw in a new audience. I think you have to be pretty accessible in that regard. Hmm. If you want a real Star Wars bloodbath, however, join us for the Rise of Skywalker review, <laughs> which will be up sometime early Saturday. It it might be lengthy. It may- <laughs> there might be some fighting. There might be some agreeing. And there will definitely be lots and lots of dissecting. <laughs> I, have a I, new... I wish I was taking notes. I have a newfound appreciation for The Last Jedi. That's all I'm going to say. Do you know what I, I will say? is Because uh, I, I went to a triple bill, so I watched, you know, Force Awakens, Last Jedi. I, I was a, a, I'm a, you know, I've always been a staunch defender of Last Jedi. You know, you can go back and watch our review. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I liked it even more this time. And that, you know, obviously before I'd seen Rise of Skywalker, so I had no impact on anything. I got out of it and I, I said on, on the Facebook group to other people, I loved that even more this time around. There were, there are things in that movie that I, I was like, yes, this is even better now. Um, and anyone who says all the other stuff is, is pointless, they're wrong. They're just wrong. It's been two years since I've seen it. I, I can't really have a proper argument about Last Jedi anymore uh, beyond just my general feelings of boredom yeah. and feeling like it was dragging on and whatnot uh, and the pacing being all over the place. But I will say this. The, the, the single best thing about Last Jedi. The, the the thing that I definitively in the review for Last Jedi two years ago said that I liked as a creative choice I liked was completely a hundred percent reckoned in the new movie. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect I know which thing you like. <laughs> so look forward to that. But that has been a discussion of the Mandalorian episode seven. You can uh, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at Mail underscore Fudge for channel updates. If you want to support everything we do, you can do that by rating the audio podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. More people will find us that way. If you want to support us financially, you can do that at patreon.com slash TV and do it for as little as $1 per month and keep all the content coming and get some bonuses for your trouble. So go and have a look and see what's on offer. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. And I'll remind you once again, early Saturday, you'll get your Rise of Skywalker review with myself, Connor, and also Matt, who's also a Star Wars fan. Uh, so that's two Star Wars fans plus me. Just for, you know, there's two. And, and let's be honest, you're only doing it because you were forced into it. I was. I I, I, had to, I made a deal. I, I was going to not go see it. And I, I'd have been fine doing that, to be honest. I, I really didn't care. But I, I saw it because of a deal and because of that. The, the, the people demanded to hear your thoughts. <laughs> and I'm sure they will hear them loud and clear. Oh, God. I really didn't expect it to be easily the weakest of the three. I really didn't, but oh well. Ooh, this might be a discussion. More on that later. Uh, so, thank you once again for watching. Unless you guys appreciate it, keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>